Since 1937, Ducks Unlimited has been the leader in waterfowl conservation, with over 15 million acres of habitat conserved. DU supporters and volunteers have led the charge to fill the skies with waterfowl, today, tomorrow, and forever. You, too, can play a role in leaving a legacy for the future of waterfowl hunting. To find an event near you or to join our volunteer team, go to www.ducks.org. Ducks Unlimited, the world leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Bottomland is Mossy Oak's original camel pattern created by Toxie Hayes over three decades ago. This pattern preserves the original design while applying advanced technology for increased effectiveness. The same field-proven components and colors, the same dirt and bark elements, the same ability to blend into dark environments and obscure a hunter's outline from every angle. Mossy Oak Bottomland. Get up. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak, because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge, Quality Matters, Performance Counts, Shen Gear, Waterfowl Gear that is built better, Benelli USA, Dominate the Skies, and Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Well, welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. I'm joined by a couple of Roll Tides, Aaron Blackwood and Riley Bennett. Roll, Roll Tide. <laughs> a big one after this week, yeah. Old three-time Drake Levy. Howdy. And South Dakota's finest, Mr. Levi Gerke. I'm here, present. <laughs> Man, it feels like it's been forever, but it's only been Gosh. a couple weeks since we've all sat down and uh, enjoyed a few minutes to podcast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Before we dive into today's subject matter, I want to let the world know that our friends over at Ducks Unlimited open the vault Uh for a limited Uh time each year. This year's Into the Vault National Auction has items for everyone. With over 600 items spanning more than 20 categories, this is an (laughs) auction that you don't want to miss. Things, offerings include, but are not limited to decoys, special edition firearms, original artwork, renowned artist prints, vintage DU collectibles, sports memorabilia, hunting trips, vacation packages, bronze statues, and more. Wow. Wow. Sounds like a place we need to be. And for the first time, a duck boat package that's ready for the water. Wow. That's something I currently do not own is a duck boat package that's ready for the water. (laughs) (laughs) I own a bunch of duck boat packages, none of which are water ready right now. I need Uh, me a duck boat. 
<laughs> no, Girk, you don't. No. You need a two, dog bug two, about as much as you two, need a dog. I was going to say, two things that Rolling Thunder Caremen are not allowed to own, dogs and boats. Yeah. Yeah. Said, you know what? This dog season, I think I'm going to get my own boat. So but I, I can, can just roll in right at 6 a.m. Yeah. No, no wait, that's, it, not how that that's not how it works. It's not going to happen that way. I'm sorry. Get the B-roll later. Well, yeah. There's a real deep sense of satisfaction that everybody shook their head no before I can even open my mouth. <laughs> they know, they know it. I can't get away with that. Oh well. Anyways, the auction is online. It's ducks.org/vault, and the auction ends at nine o'clock Eastern time this Saturday night, which is December the second. So, by the time you're listening to this, you've only got a few days left, and you need to dive into the vault. Mm, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But seriously, a lot of cool stuff that Ducks Unlimited is uh, auctioning off, and it's Christmas time. And it's we're recording. It's Giving Tuesday. I mean, because yeah. everybody has so much extra cash in their wallet right now. Commas and commas and commas in their bank account. So, uh, yeah, do a, do a little charity. Give back to the Ducks. Buy something cool. Get yourself something nice. Real dollar. nice, Clark. Yeah. Maybe even <laughs> two of them. Two for Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, today's topics. What have y'all been up to lately? Hunting, finally. Flying like crazy. <laughs> Flying like crazy? <laughs> plane to plane, it feels like. Finally yeah. lost in my fantasy league. Oh, gosh. To who? Streak fell. To Jordan. Oh. Oh. At least it wasn't to Lauren. <laughs> All right, backstory. It's even worse. Jordan, it's I Jordan. was going to say, Jordan is Lauren's best friend. Yeah. And you've been talking a lot of trash to Lauren and Jordan well, both. Well, I mean, I try not to because I don't like when it comes back around and bites yeah. me in the butt. But, I mean, when you're undefeated, it kind of yeah. game, there was a, there game was a speaks game, for itself, so right? I played, I've played Jordan twice now, maybe three times. I don't, I'm not too sure I to look, but at least twice. The first time, I barely beat her. And I sent her a text at like 10 o'clock at night. Not said, today. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> then she sent one back to me after she beats me the other night. Said something on the same line. So I'm glad I'm the one dad to do it or something like that. <laughs> like, you think you're going to take the winnings? Honestly, probably not. My uh, my team's just kind of falling apart. and I'm, hmm. I'm over Very it. Very Atlanta Brave-esque fashion, you yeah. would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've won the most games, so they can't take that away from me. Yeah, that's the <laughs> same with the Braves. Can't. Yep. That's a win in your head. <laughs> the people's champ. That's right. That's right. That's right. I don't even know how. I, so I, I lived in Memphis, Tennessee for 30, nearly 30 years of my life, and I never went to uh, Graceland. Mm-hmm. Fantasy football is kind of like that for me. I've gone my whole life. I don't yeah. even know how they score fantasy yeah. football. Like, I don't understand it. You would get addicted to it. I'm yeah. sure. You, I mean, you, I, I hope we don't have a growing thunder league. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. There'd be no work done around the shop. <laughs> yeah. Especially on All Friday. the TVs will be going. Yep. <laughs> Pat McAfee show. Yep. Everybody watching ESPN well, so how all day can you, long. How can you win all those different weekends, but then not win... Like, why do you not feel like it's a lot for you to win the whole league? Because of I made the right, the right moves off the waiver wire and at the right times and just timed everything up good and paid attention to it all. And now I'm just kind of losing interest in it. And so is it like a cumulative score? I mean, yeah, you get players. So you get like a quarterback, you get a starting bench and you get a starting a starter and you got a bench. So in your starters, you got a quarterback, 
two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a flex player, which could be a tight end receiver, running back, a defense, and a kicker. Okay. And you're going to have whoever on your bench. But, like, I guess what I'm getting at is so – it's not just like you win, they lose. Is there a score? Oh yeah. So like you could beat somebody really bad, mm-hmm. and and you could have enough margin of victory from that game to carry you through the rest of the season. Um, for tiebreakers, yeah, yeah. Like if you have the same, if you have win loss record, right. it's, it's based off of how many points you've scored in the previous times. Yeah. So like, say if you're tied for first. And I've scored five more points than you have the whole season. Mm-hmm. I'm in first and you're in second. Yep. So each week, whatever your points are, they add up and tally up throughout the whole season. So it's not just about numbers of winning and losing. It's about how many points your players score, too. So you're, scre- you're screaming more at the TV than you do regularly. Yeah. For teams that you don't like. Hmm. Seven hours of non-interrupted football on Sundays. Red zone. Yeah. <laughs> Octogon. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Unreal. Uh, yeah, NFL has never like I watched the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's about yeah. it. Fantasy too, makes it a lot more enjoyable for sure. Yeah, whoever came up with that was brilliant because mm-hmm. it clearly has increased the level mm-hmm. of intensity oh. and addiction mm-hmm. and just like everybody involved in it is mm-hmm. crazy. So they have another version of it that Lauren's mom and stepdad plays. It's like Fanduel or something mm-hmm. like that. It's kind of the same outline, but you can make money off of winning. They also do one where you choose which teams are going to win, so it's like a selective. So basically, each week you select which teams are going to win, and if your teams win, then you it's like a point system as well. So it's just a, but it's sort of like a pick 'em. What in the world is it that? Sounds like thunder. That's, that's come, like on, Mark, come on, Mark. Come on. That's actually <laughs> rolling thunder. <laughs> go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you can hear that at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I can definitely hear it. They can hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the one you're talking about is just like a win loss pick them. Yeah, pick them. You know. yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. So you okay. pick the team, but you do it in a league, so it's right. who picks the most mm-hmm. of them right. Right. I did fantasy football one time, like right when it first got started, and I got killed. I chose nothing but Alabama players because I didn't know any better. <laughs> destroyed. Yeah, don't ever pick any Razorback players in the NFL, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that's another strategy. You can't just pick your team players on your favorite team because yeah. when they have a bye week, then you're screwed. Oh. Uh, yeah. Then but this gotta, is a big deal. Like mm-hmm. people, oh, people put big money into this. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I also see, I see dudes. I think this must be what people that don't hunt – yeah, for sure. Like I see him. Sure. I see him going. Yeah. Going trips for their draft yep. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like uh, I, that is just really, really bizarre to me. Um, let's pause for one second. We've got a customer over here. Aaron, you want to help him out? All right, we're back. We had to have a gun customer. Good, yeah. good customers are frequent, important. Frequent flyer gun customer. Yeah, customers are important. Thank you, Gert. Ding dong. Out oh, where you? Kirk, Kirk, I feel like. Hey, can I just say, go ahead. You look, you look great today, Kirk. Go ahead, you clearly, go ahead. you've lost a little bit of weight. No I mean, shoes, you've got no more shoes. shoes, no more dude shoes. You, you came yeah. in, you kind of got mom. that, man. <laughs> you've got that, you got that sort of side smile. Like life is good. I mean, you're. <laughs> You <laughs> couldn't see we that. Should. They start video on our tell podcast. Us, and tell us, got a million faces. Tell us about the last few days, Kirk. Did you 
The Did Dakotas you? always treat me well, and they treated me extra well this last weekend. Oh. Man, you went home, huh? They even got to shoot some pheasants to the old single shot that my dad ever, first shotgun ever. That was that was kind of cool. Uh, my dad didn't hit the broadside of a barn, and I'll tell a funny story. <laughs> uh, we get out, and there's three pheasants right in the ditch, and I pull up on one, blaze him, he's down, and I'm looking at this other pheasant. I break my shotgun down, and I'm like, I ain't got another shot. Of course, single shot. And I'm like, Dad, shoot that pheasant, dude. Dad, shoot that pheasant. Boom, lower left. Boom, higher right. Boom, <laughs> to, to the right of it again. I was like, what the hell, Dad? I don't know. I don't know. It's on the ground? Yeah, it didn't move. Its beak was straight south, and it did not move the entire time. <laughs> I mean, so did you drop one in? and No. <laughs> the thing finally flew away. My dad, we killed eight pheasants out of our nine that we were supposed to limit out on. and dead. That would have been the ninth. That would have been the ninth. So for, for most of our listeners, you know, I, I, I know it's going to surprise you, Girk, but our demographic doesn't know a lot about the Dakotas. Correct. Um, we've got some turkey call fans, some, some duck call fans, but I think most of our listeners are in the deep south. Mm-hmm. So explain to us what an afternoon pheasant shoot you, your dad, and your brother. Like, like, give us, take us there. Get, get us, get us, tell us what it's mm-hmm. like. We get in that truck. <laughs> we load three shotguns up into that thing, and they are loaded the second we leave town because there's no law. <laughs> you can have a loaded shotgun right beside you, and if you get pulled over, they're, they're like, oh, there's a shotgun. Oh, you're pheasant hunting, eh? Yeah, exactly. 100% orange hat in the dash. I, I don't do that. But anyways, the general rules of road hunting, because you can fire a weapon and get out of your vehicle and shoot them in the ditch. So you drive around and they got that beady red head and, and the white ring neck and they're very easy to see in that dull grass and everything. And they'll be just sitting in the ditch because they'll come out of the corn or wherever they're feeding and they got to eat gravel. So that's why road hunting is so pronounced in the Dakotas is because those pheasants, like after they eat, they got to digest their food by yeah. eating gravel. Yeah. And sometimes the dumb ones, they just sit out in the middle of the, out of the road or you see them in the grass. So, you, so literally like y'all ate Thanksgiving. Yep. And while everybody else is, you know, waiting on their fifth slice of pumpkin pie. Me and my brother and, are and, going and, hunting. And then, you know, putting on their flexible, stretchy pants. Yeah. Y'all are loading up in the truck. 100%. Every Thanksgiving. Dr. Grid is looking for cocks. <laughs> <laughs> looking for cocks. We, we call them ditch parrots. Ditch what? Ditch parrots because they're called a bird. <laughs> Dang. Uh, so y'all got some, huh? I mean, we, me and my brother, me and Drew went out uh, one evening, and we shot three. And then me and my brother went out, and it was, you know, it's a it's a give or take situation. Me and my brother went out, and first ten yards of the gravel road, I seen one, fired my weapon, killed that bird. <laughs> I'm like, it is on. And then from there on out, we didn't see another pheasant for three hours. Oh. It's just how the cookie crumbles. But no, it's fun. It, it's it's exhilarating when you see that pheasant because you got to get out faster than all heck. Cause, <laughs> I mean, this they, sounds like playing Chinese yeah, fire yeah. drill yeah. as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> with loaded weapons. Yeah, <laughs> you, those pheasants say they say that they can run up to thirty miles per hour. Dang. So I mean, once you get out of that vehicle, if it's a spooky bird, you got you got to be on your you got to be on your feet getting out of that Dang. vehicle. Is all the corn been shelled? Yep. I mean, and then a lot of them. You still got pheasant farms that they keep stripped rows and everything like that. Because then when the snow comes in, those pheasants use it as mm-hmm. they, they do. They use that more than CRP whenever they want to go and roost. They use the crops. Yep, they use the crops as a roost, and they'll use tree tree belts. I know you guys don't believe in those, but <laughs> oh no, we believe, <laughs> we in, them. believe we've, in them. We've seen them. That's they're real. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to respond to that. 
I believe it. Somebody call them like windbreaks or yeah, something. No, no. Like <laughs> tree line. Tree belts. <laughs> better uh, behave or I'm going to get my tree belt after you. How's your... <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I hear belt, I think, ah, I'd start yeah. flinching, tightening up. <laughs> uh, so what about these pheasants? How do you eat them? Uh, we did uh, pheasant poppers, and you can do pheasant poppers in two different ways where you just cut the jalapeno in half, cream cheese the shell inside, and then pheasant and wrap it in bacon i like to slice up the jalapenos and do like a little chunk of cream cheese and then your slice of jalapeno and then you put the breast there or you cut up the little breast and then you wrap it in bacon or like i've told you before you can do like the cream and mushroom where you take the whole breast and you leave it on the bone throw two breasts in a crock pot cream and mushroom and any other things that you like and you let that thing roll (laughs) and you come back and you enjoy it um I'm sad that I didn't bring any back, but yeah. But for those listeners back home, Girk promised I to did. bring me some pheasant. I did break promise. Yeah, mm. I'm thinking about whether or not I'm going to forgive you. <laughs> well, here we can do one better. We can all go up there and shoot some ditch parrots. That's like a five thousand dollar trip. I mean, take <laughs> yeah, everybody up there. Yeah, I, it was really would have been easier if you would just brought some of that delicious <laughs> dark yeah, meat down here. Do the liars around here, boy. <laughs> They go to the train station. <laughs> well, I can't. We we can't afford right now to do without Girk. So yeah, he's got a long leash. <laughs> long leash. Oh, uh, well, good. Board. I'm glad you had a a good uh, hunt, and uh, I'm I glad even, that I even tried to find the ducks up there just to kind of imagine, you know, seeing it again. But everything is so dry up there, and everything mm. is froze up there. So I mean. The ducks and geese that are accumulated up there, they're keeping a hole open. And once they land wherever they are, I was telling right on the right end, they landed on a piece of property that I've never, ever, never can get permission on it. And that was literally the only birds we found. So it was kind of mm. sad. So then from there, I was like telling my buddy, I'm like, screw those. Let's go shoot these stupid pheasants. Yeah. <laughs> let's. I want to fire my let's weapon. Do some, <laughs> let's do some grid work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Was there any snow up there? Uh, it did snow. It did snow up up there when I was there. And oh. then I got sick. Oh. I even put my my scope up on a coyote. Big, big male, but mm. didn't get to fire the weapon at the mm. coyote. Dang. Just didn't feel like it, huh? He didn't give me the opportunity. He was running in the high grass, and I didn't have a clear mm. shot. And deer season is still open. It was only two week, or They only get two weeks with rifle up there, so mm-hmm. you kind of play your part in being, being fair to the other hunters, even though you're not deer hunting. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you had a good trip and a good Thanksgiving. And About 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day, Lindy was like, oh, my gosh, what about Girk? <laughs> She's like, should we invite Girk to eat? And I was like, ah, I gave Girk a few days off. Yeah, even even yeah, Lauren yeah. called Don't me. Don't worry, and was like, Lauren did the same thing. Yeah, Lauren called me when I was on my drive to Nashville to the airport. She's like, you you got somewhere to go for Thanksgiving? I said, yeah, I'm flying home. But Christmas, I'm going to have to join in on the Southern vibe. All right. <laughs> we, have, we have a big Christmas dinner at my house. You going to get me some presents? <laughs> <laughs> Sandy might Christmas get you dinner. Some. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Christmas dinner. How about I feed you? Just, just Sandy will make sure you got a stocking and you can open up with everybody else. Oh, <laughs> Full of candy. Here. I didn't even think about that. You're gonna, so you're going to stay here for Christmas? Yeah, just because the weather gets pretty... Gnarly. horrendous there and if you try to fly back then i might not ever get back for another three days yeah now. yeah and then we're open back up on the uh-huh. well in tennessee we never close so if we get some of that gnarly weather oh christmas eve day after christmas fire some weapons little, little reno the record button yeah 
We uh, wood ducks. Be I'm there. ready to get in the woods though. That's one thing. I know you guys didn't have a fair fair start to your first. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't be don't be lumping everybody. <laughs> okay. Riley and Ray. <laughs> I mean, it started off. Pretty Riley good, had a pretty good start. Yeah. yeah, he did. As my buddy said, somebody hit the telephone pole and the whole county went out of power. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. just what happened. That's a shame that. I don't want to get us on a rabbit trail here, but it's a shame there's that much habitat and all the infrastructure there, and there's no more water and no more hanging out. Somebody owes the ducks a big apology Mm because there's plenty of potential habitat that's being underutilized. Deer hunters are having a fine year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I bet. Man, I bet Saturday morning in Arkansas would have been a Mm deliciously good time to deer hunt Mm -hmm. with as many... I heard reports from all over the state. I'm sure y'all saw it and heard it, but just of massive numbers of duck hunters with very few places yeah. to go. Yep. Was it crowded? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crowded. <laughs> I'll let them speak for that. It was crowded, man. We, we were fortunate because we didn't really have a big crowd, and we had you know some stuff lined out that you know played our part and helped us out a little bit. But as far as getting in the masses, we didn't see it, but driving through town i talked to a buddy that had like a 30 mile drive and he counted like 42 to 45 trucks with boats Gee, yeah, so like every through. pickup had a four-wheeler or a ranger yeah. or evidently i missed boat. out on the invitation on the duck boat meet at the walmart the local walmart there was at least 20 rigs there oh my gosh yeah, i missed out like high school in a small yeah, town two squad of trucks you know like everybody bring their duck boat up here and we'll compare. I was just trying to go get a warm up lasagna or something, you oh know. Oh my gosh. It was bad. I seen the old Max bad. Prairie wings had a just a, a crowd of people too, so I knew that it was probably gonna be pretty mm-hmm. loud there. <laughs> I didn't have to text either one of them. I called. I think I called Riley one day. I was like, "How was how was the hunt going?" And he he said he burned them up, but not. I, I do wish I was. Wish I was hunting in the woods. At when yeah, you guys I was, were. I was yeah. full of piss and vinegar those first two days. <laughs> it 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 dries up it quick though. Quick, it, though I was going to say yeah. Yeah. The, once once it gets rough, it you those know, ducks have a way of just killing your spirits. Mm-hmm. Like, dang. I didn't go to Arkansas a single time the first split. Really? First time in my best I can tell, I was so I went to Alberta uh, like week before last. So I was there through the. Through the through opening weekend, and Saturday morning we were riding to to the to a field we were going to hunt, and it was it was cold, not like mm-hmm. not like bitter cold like it was when we were there last year. It needed to be a lot colder, but I mean it was cold enough, and there was enough ice that like the ducks weren't flying right at daylight. They'd wait till eight thirty or something, and so we uh, we were riding this field, and man, I was looking at some old pictures, and I had a had an Instagram post queued up with some old pictures, and from some opening weekends of years gone by, you know, and I was riding down the road. It was just me and Adam Campbell and Keelan. And I was had a good playlist going. It was kind of starting to reminisce a little bit. And I, I got, I got kind of, not going to lie, kind of got a little choked up. I was, it was the first time in my adult life that I've missed opening day. Last year we kind of talked about it, threatened mm-hmm. it, but we got home you know, like midnight Thursday night, and I got up Friday, kissed everybody, and I went and found me a place to hunt in mm-hmm. Arkansas. But, I mean, this year, it was, I wasn't even, I didn't go, didn't even talk to my kids about going or my dad <laughs> about going, and uh, I was driving this field, and I was, and it kind of kind of, kind of got to me a little bit. Yeah. And I started telling Keelan, I was like, man, I said, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little, little, 
I was kind of glad I'd not in the rat race, and I'm a little torn up this morning. There's this kind of a national holiday. Yeah. I wish I was there for. And Keelan, you know how Keelan talks. Keelan's like, oh hell. He was like, you'd be cussing somebody <laughs> mad as a <laughs> mad as a wet hen and a fistful of bumblebees <laughs> right now. <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, damn, you're right. <laughs> I'd be so upset about something right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, it was it, a stressful week. Lord, it was stressful. <laughs> Hoping water would show up. We ate good, though. We ate good. That's one thing you always do is you always yeah. eat good during duck season. Yeah, when Dalton mm-hmm. Elliott comes to town, you gain at least 10 pounds. <laughs> you really do. That sucker yeah. can't cook. He loves to eat, too. So he's just always fixing something. And it smells too good, you can't not yep. enjoy it. You yeah. know. We got to do another cooking session video, Drake. Yeah, yeah. some Diet Coke and a little... We chef, gotta do something a little Drake. bit different. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get extravagant. Extravagant. I can do deer steak. That works. Fried deer steak, mashed potatoes, gravy. There you go. He's got the grill all cleaned up. Mm. Blowdown is ready. There you go. <laughs> oh mm. me. Well, I'm missing already. I think- <laughs> Do you really mm-hmm. one day one day polish and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go back and stare yeah. at an empty sky. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Oh, I was prepared for the polish and I knew it was coming. I was like, yeah, I got a good feeling I'm gonna be polishing on Monday morning. Oh, uh, it's not as bad as it could be. No, it didn't no. take me long. But uh yeah, speaking of polishing, man, duck calls have been flying off the shelf Mm -hmm. it has been wide open and i don't know where these duck calls go to i'm starting (laughs) to wonder the same thing i'm starting to wonder but like the businessman in me wants to find out where these duck calls are going the the you know the realist in me doesn't really want to know like if (laughs) but man it is uh it's been crazy the last few days and um we're grateful for it really the last few weeks mm-hmm. um has just been nuts and i was talking to jeff farmer this morning they're completely sold out of like all the normal size waiters oh wow and uh he was he was saying he was just like man he's so frustrated because they had estimated that they're missing somewhere between 30 and 60 pairs of waiters sold a day right now is the kind of the, the demand oh my god like oh my gosh wow so 30 <laughs> to 60 well times too. a day they're telling somebody we don't we don't have your said. size we That's don't have said. your color like yep. you're gonna have to choose something yep. else yep yeah <laughs> yep. and i was like well i know you're frustrated but you know i said just uh you know take a deep breath and kind of imagine you're at the tower yeah like, you have more ducks than everybody else. You also have more waiters sold than everybody else. Like just chalk it up Could as be a, a lot worse. Chalk pal. it up yeah. for a, as a yeah. W and yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it's crazy to me how much like the sport of waterfowl hunting has grown in the last five mm-hmm. years. Do you feel that? Yeah, I mean, I do feel it. I mean, the, the like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no there's, doubt. I can't go anywhere now. And there's like, oh, there's a truck that never used to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no secrets. No more I mean, secrets. And Riley was telling me on the telephone several of the ramps he went to, just how many people and where they were parked. And Saturday morning, we hunted our little place. And um, and I was telling my dad, we were drinking a cup of coffee, and I was like, Dad, you wouldn't believe this. Riley told me this ramp and this ramp and this ramp completely full. And he was like, what? 
Yep. He was, was like, he was like, those ramps didn't used to be full even when the river was out. That's you what know, I'm saying. Or, the river was at all. I mean, I mean, I'm not well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was slow. <laughs> it Lowest, was low. I can only remember one other time opening weekend river being that low, and we yeah. got a colossal flood mm-hmm. like the next week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, yep. Where, That's what we were staying with guys that they've been living at those camps for like 13 years. Yeah. And he said, I can only think of one time. Yep. It was right as soon as we moved in. Yeah. About 13 years. That's ago. right. That's right. It was about 2000. 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. somewhere right in there. And I mean, I think it was 11 because it was right after that. We had like a the 500-year flood that yep. summer. Mm-hmm. And then that winter, we had a bad drought. But in late in January, it, it came, you know, with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, just crazy to me that, and I mean, I'm not saying it to complain. Um, I think it's awesome that there's a lot of hunters and a lot of people it mm-hmm. uh it it's definitely putting pressure on the uh, yeah. on the on the resource and mm-hmm. i mean what i would love to see is is you know arkansas and tennessee both and mississippi i mean there's ways they could expand the habitat and expand the resources and i mean i think the ducks are there mm-hmm. for a second well i mean i guess what i'm saying is in the in the world i think there's a world population of oh, ducks yeah, that yeah. can handle sure. the hunters yeah we just need more places to spread everybody out. Yeah, it's like, real hard let to hunt waterfowl without water. Yeah. yeah. And I think if, you know, I think I was talking to, you know, Logan, the guy that we were staying with about this, like people didn't feel like they had to be there to get their days in because they were only compacted yep. into these amount of days. They yep. would have they would have realized it wasn't worth their time. Yep. They they were up there hunting because they felt like they had to be. They had to mm-hmm. be. Yep. No. Yep. And and that that is true about the 30-day deal. I think it's made it worse not only for non-residents, it's made it worse for the residents Absolutely. because because they just sit, you know, they sit on the sidelines during the non-resident days. And then mm-hmm. it's like during the, the resident days are busier than they've ever been. But then the non-resident day, I mean, the vice versa, the non-resident days are busier than right. they've ever been. But then when it's the resident days, it's like everybody comes out of the woodwork because they expect it to be a ghost town. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a, a madhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah. Do they have any room? Uh, this is might be a dumb question. Do they have any room to expand more public land in the woods, or is it all pretty much like what I've there's? I've heard what, a talk about AGSC for, potentially buying a few more bucks from this certain company, but man, if it'll happen, I don't know. He, you're going to get me on a serious rabbit trail. It's probably going to get my tires flatted, but <laughs> Drake can vouch for this. The state of Arkansas, 20-ish years ago, voted in a one-eighth cent sales tax. So every dollar, one-eighth yep. of a cent of that tax goes to a fund that that finances all of Arkansas game and fish operations. Mm-hmm. But if you read that tax, like if you read what that tax is for, the primary purpose of that tax is to expand the habitat, to acquire new ground. and But, but what they're doing with that is they're building nature centers and they're buying mm-hmm. four wheelers and they're building, mm-hmm. you know, observation centers and they're, they're taking they're, buck brush out of rest areas. Exactly. And they're stuff sp- for spending geese. it on mulching yeah. the, yeah, mulching <laughs> buck brush out of the major sloughs. And there's a trickle down to all that. Um, you know, one of them is that Drake and I were talking about when you mulch all that buck brush out, the reason they do that is because they want the water to get off of those trees faster. And I get that. Like they're trying to, to improve the health of the trees. But one of the things that happens negatively when you do that is 
it opens up all those woods mm-hmm. and and ducks are like rabbits i mean they're mm-hmm. coming to those woods more for cover mm-hmm. than they are for food sure there's some things for them to eat in there mm-hmm. but i mean they love buck brush they love getting in buck brush they like anything with thick overhead mm-hmm. cover right i mean mm-hmm. they that's that, so they can feed all night long if they need to on water there's an unlimited number of places for them to feed but there's only so many places during the day or during the broad daylight that they can go and have you know overhead cover from you know, from mm-hmm. eagles and hawks and humans mm-hmm. and everything else. Things. Yeah. Well, then the, the other thing that happens when they mulch all that buck brush is not only does it take away all the cover for the ducks, it creates just a tremendous number, unlimited number of just random hunting spots for mm-hmm. people. Yep. And, and I mean, the old timers or the people that have been in there a long time, you know, they love to cuss the people that are hunting in the sloughs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's hard to blame a guy that comes from 500 miles away mm-hmm. to, to buy a meter, don't know any better. He comes around a big curve, and he's like, boy, this looks like a great spot. He puts out his decoys, shoots the hell out of them because yeah. the ducks can see the decoys, and they can see the water, and they love it, and they come in there, and everybody else is like, you shouldn't be hunting there. And he's like, I just shot a little bit of yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. But, and, and so it's, it's a, it creates added dysfunction because it is a it actually makes a pretty good hunting spot but it but it messes up how the ducks work the woods you know and so it and then you got people driving through the decoys and so it just sort of like it 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 artificially creates more spots to hunt but it kind of messes up the hunting for everybody Mm -hmm. and um so this has been an ongoing problem for years in my lifetime it has been i mean wouldn't you say Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's perpetually getting worse and you know I went up to a rest area this past week, past week, expecting there to be some water because it normally has water. You know, I mean, it's a rest area for ducks. Get there and half of it's dry. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, so water is one thing. Like, that's, I mean, they're not going to land on dry ground, you know, in, in a rest area anyways. Um, and And so that's a simple thing to solve. But... They, they put that one-eighth cent sales tax in in order to acquire new land because they understood 30 years ago that there were, I mean, the, Ar- the state of Arkansas has been marketing duck hunting to out-of-town people for 40 years, my, my whole lifetime plus. I mean, to this day, you see television commercials, you used to hear radio commercials, you see social media ads. I mean, I guarantee you, you've seen a social media ad, Girk, on your Facebook that says, come buy your license, come to Arkansas. Like, mm-hmm. they're actively campaigning for people to come over there. Well, the trade-off for that with the one cent sales tax was, hey, we're going to market this for our economy. We're going to bring people over here to spend money and to go hunting. And in exchange, we're going to collect a little bit of sales tax, and we're going to buy more land. And so there's they have there's millions of dollars that has been available to go buy a rice field or go buy a block of woods or go buy – and the, and the argument you always hear is, well, you know, the price of land, blah, blah, blah. The, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's what you have the money for. Right. <laughs> and isn't it like, it goes down to like, you go buy a Gatorade at a gas station. Like, that cent, there's a cent from that Gatorade. Like, it every, doesn't. Every, it's one-eighth of a cent of every dollar of sales tax. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, matter doesn't matter whether it's it a is. car, whether mm-hmm. it's a, a bag of potato chips. It has nothing yep. to do with hunting, except that right. they, if the sales tax was... You know, ten percent. 
they increased it to 10 and one eighth cent and that one eighth cent goes into a fund and it is millions of dollars i mean you can it's easy to google um because it was a it it was a big that was a big vote in the state of arkansas back you know i don't remember when that was late 90s or early 2000s but um, and they missed timely rains yeah like two weeks ago three weeks ago we had big rains yeah they're all i don't say they but there's a lot of people worried about the health and the price of trees mm-hmm. that they want versus the health and yeah, helping the duck hunter out you know yeah yeah a lot yeah, of people it, say it, that it's they this whole management water management plan is for the trees health and all this other stuff but apparently it's just for lumber price yeah and yeah, it's so and they're I, healthy whenever they sell them. <laughs> i hate to sit here and just you know bag on the state of arkansas but man it's like they, I mean, you to me, it's such an underutilized resource. Yeah. I mean, hmm. they they have the money to go buy new ground, which would allow more people higher quality hunting opportunities. They have the ability to manage water. They have the ability to manage food. I mean, and then you talk about the timber. First thing I think about the timber is like, okay, fine. If we really care about the life of the timber and the quality of it and all that, that's great. But you go through Biomeda, through Dagmar, through name. Dave Donaldson named the WMA stacks of logs mm-hmm. over oh, yeah. over cup oaks just cut and left laying like mm-hmm. trash. Come, come on, man. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know that ducks don't like to eat over cup acorns, but you can't tell me that's a trash invasive tree, and that and that cutting it and leaving it in a cutover is more beneficial for mm-hmm. anything than than that tree living there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's, they're gonna say it's for <clears throat> rabbits and deer and. They're going to say it's for ducks to hide in and things like mm-hmm. that. But, I mean, come on now. Tell me this. I heard a block of woods, a private block of woods, that burns their <clears throat> duck woods. Really? How hard would it be for them? Or, you know, wouldn't it be cheaper? Or, I mean, going through and clear-cutting all these, you know, spots and blocks of woods, if they just burnt man, woods I, and cleared them out, man, that would... I have no idea. I mean, that's that's something I don't know about. We could definitely get... Mm-hmm. Well, saw burns every year. Yeah. I know, I know that, like, the state of Missouri does uh managed and controlled prescribed burns all through mark twain national forest mm-hmm. i mean it yeah. people do burn hardwoods right. um but i do think there's like well, yeah, i think I you have to be careful catch. you know because I, I i don't think they can withstand the kind of heat that pines mm-hmm. can withstand probably. but yeah i figured there was probably a catch and why they didn't do it already there's um, always a catch <laughs> i don't know just uh there's more water. You don't have 60 people running to a slough hole mm-hmm. trying to race. Mm-hmm. Seeing whose daddy put more money into their motor to go faster. <laughs> Man. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, Aaron, how was your duck hunting this weekend? Uh, if you call duck hunting pulling a trailer back and forth with a bunch of furniture, <laughs> um, it was great. Moving into but a new house? Moving. Uh, yeah. Finally, finally Thank almost you. done. I got a couch and a TV left to get today and wrap it up. So, nice. almost there. Start focusing on that bobcat problem. No kidding, man. Bobcat problem. I got a big one in my backyard, man. Took really? all my chickens. You serious? Yeah. Took. You should probably come over to my house and get my chickens. Yeah, <laughs> use them as bait. That's fine. I don't care what you do with them. Yeah. Just make I them got, thermal scope. Yeah, make yeah, them you need to get yourself a thermal scope. Yeah, I do. Um, that's... Uh, 
absolutely going to be Saturday night, start drinking at noon and get ready for that bottle cap. <laughs> I don't know about all that. No, uh, no, we definitely don't condone <laughs> any like, of that. I was going to say, that sounds like Federal really government. Ir- we, don't do, we don't do that. <laughs> Irresponsible yeah. behavior. Yeah. Get real drunk and shoot stuff at night. Yeah. <laughs> That's only uh, South Dakota ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, I've got a cat problem to get uh, to get taken care of and and that's the next on the agenda. So, big yeah. old bobcat. It is a big old bobcat too, and he's living in the middle of like a cow pasture behind the house. So, I don't know if he's doing work on those people's cows or not. But um, bobcats are unbelievable Man. critters. Mm-hmm. I saw one one time turkey hunting. It's been years ago, but I was sitting on a field that had just been disked up, and it was uh, just slick dirt. No cover. I mean, just it looked like a baseball field. You know, the infield just bare dirt. It had been disc and then dragged, so it was you know it was all slick. And this hen flew down, and she she lit in the field about thirty yards from me and started yelping. And a bobcat came out of the bushes, and he closed like seventy five yards to her, across completely wide open bare ground. And she kept looking at him, and then she would look at us, and then she would look at him, and she was nervous. She knew something was wrong, yeah. but she could not figure it out because he was not moving. And he was moving without moving, if that makes sense. Right. Like, he was so fluid and slow that, like, if you were looking at him, you could not tell he was moving. But if you looked over, like, to, to the side mm-hmm. and could kind of keep, you know, a, him in your peripheral, you could see that, like, he was progressing towards her. <laughs> it was the weirdest, wow. creepiest, like, it blew Stealth. my mind. Mm. And he got to about 15 yards from the turkey, and she was just, she was, you know, loud, yelping, mad, you know, putting mm-hmm. and looking at him and just still not sure what to do. And my dad goes, if you don't kill that bobcat and she catches that, <laughs> that hen, I'm, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so I let him have it. But I know this one, this one behind the house is picky, too, because, I mean, I had, I had those chickens out there for probably two months, and, um, you know, they were fine. And, the people that have the property next to me, man, they got like a guinea farm going on. It's just crazy, and ain't he must of, not like the way guinea I don't tastes. Don't like it. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but he sure likes chicken. So I wish he would. <laughs> I wish he'd take care of them guineas. But. I feel like a guinea. If you if you cooked it, it probably have like a curry flavor to it. You yeah, know, a little uh, little Asian yeah. Thai sort of mm-hmm. Indian Spice. influence. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why mm-hmm. I think that, but. <laughs> Annoying as crap too, man. They don't shut up. After that, after man. that experience, with that bobcat though, I've never thought about bobcats the same way. I mean, he was like a robot. It was crazy. So, well, make a mess of him. Yeah. Bring him up here to the shop. And we'll taxidermy. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get him with a shotgun too. I've killed, I don't know, probably upwards of ten of them, and every one I've shot's probably been in the deer stand too with a rifle. And every one I've shot is just blown shrewd. away. Mangles yeah, them up. So, but get you a rim rifle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Ducks Unlimited, our our friend Gabe Baker, he's the regional director for West Tennessee, just walked in. Gabe, do you want to uh, come give us an impromptu speech about the vault? We just uh, we're just telling telling the world about the vault uh, per Jimbo. Get, get, say say hi to the world, Gabe. This. But uh, what's going on, guys? <laughs> You'll have to tilt it a little got bit more towards Gabe, you. Gabe Baker, everybody. Got me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so into the vault auction. I think this is our 
fourth or fifth one. I'm, don't quote me on that. Um, it's new to me. So, yep. But it's very interesting. People have found products and memorabilia from all all over the country, and you know it's an opportunity for everybody to get something that maybe they're missing in their collection, whether yeah. it be a certain print from a series or <clears throat> maybe a certain shotgun that they're looking for. Uh, That's awesome. It's amazing. We've got a few things from West Tennessee here that are actually in that <clears throat> in that into the vault auction. So. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Awesome. How's good. everything in West Tennessee for you? It's Chapters great. Good? You know, uh, winding down the uh, the banquet season here. We've got Dyersburg tonight. Going to be a huge turnout. Oh, over yeah. 400 people and Memphis on Thursday. So nice. If you're looking for the premier sportsman's dinner and auction in the southeast Thursday night. FedEx Event Center, Memphis, Tennessee. Where is the FedEx Event Center? Uh, it's on Shelby Farms Park. So if you go down, we'll, um, like by the headquarters, by yes, Southwind Golf yes, sir, Course, right all by the headquarters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll be dang. Well, good. That's awesome. Well, How's thank, everything here? I, I think we're okay. We were, I mean, we're busy and have oh, orders, have orders right we need now. to ship, uh, but had to, per Jimbo, we had to stop and <laughs> get us a <laughs> podcast in. Um, the vault is pretty cool. I looked at some of the items the other day online and there's, there's a lot of really, really neat stuff there. And so, um, absolutely. Make sure you check well, it we out. We appreciate the support. Yeah, no problem. We're all in this together. That's right. Can y'all start pumping some water in a few places? Yeah. Like, is there? <laughs> we were just talking about it. Hey, <laughs> if they start pumping it, let me know where. <laughs> no doubt. Man, man, it is definitely dry, but uh, everything in life goes in cycles, and it, yes, this too will change. So, yes, yeah. sir. This rotation year might just be a dry one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Levi wasn't all that right on anything. All the time I was up there, I was like, hmm, how about this rotation year, yep. Gert? Yeah, rotating Y'all be in the nice wrong to each direction. other. Y'all be nice. This is a rotation year. Be nice to each other. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody else got any agenda topics before we wrap it up? Go check out the vault. In case vault. you didn't hear us mention it the first Ducks. four times. org slash vault. Yep. Forward slash. There you go. <laughs> Ducks.org forward slash vault. Thanks for joining us gabe and uh yeah check out ducks unlimited's website we appreciate those guys and all they do for waterfowl and waterfowl hunters so on tap today at the shop we have book signing kids books Mm. three o'clock this afternoon they're gonna let all the kids come up here from fayette academy I oh walked boy. in this oh walked boy. in this morning yeah. and I was <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, I walked in this morning and I had a real sudden realization of how much taxidermy we have sitting around within the reach <laughs> yeah. of toddlers. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, that's gotta go up. That's gotta Mind go up. That's gotta go up. Right there on the table. Yeah, that's gotta go up. <laughs> somebody will rip that sprig out. Yeah, it, I was actually looking at that. It does look like somebody has ripped his rear end out and uh, tried to stick it back in there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's been Ooh, damaged, rough. hadn't he? Yeah. Gosh. Mm. Well, anyway, so we have book signing today, Sam's First Duck Hunt, children's book written by our friend Sarah Burkhalter. And then Thursday night, we got live at the shop. We're going to do some burgers and old Dutch Vanderpool. He's playing, huh? Man of the gun counter. He and his band, Rugged Company. Oh, nice. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be playing Thursday night and then Saturday night. We've got the Somerville, Tennessee Christmas Parade. Big deal, guys. Big yeah. deal. Uh, we're going to drag my non 
water ready <laughs> boat package. <laughs> they don't know that. They don't know that. <laughs> Behind the old black truck. The new black truck, not your black truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is, so the boat's parade ready? Just I hope water. so. Yeah. I did kick the tires this morning. Yeah, I, no. I, went to, <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, my luck would be we'll have a blowout yeah, going, you know, bearing one, just disintegrate. Yeah, going one mile an hour. We had a dozen people in the back of that boat and the kick tire the tires. Flat. Flip Sheesh. the uh, ratchet straps, slap yep. the front, and she'll ride. Say that's not going anywhere. <laughs> no, uh, she ain't going nowhere. Is uh, this, is the parade going to cover all eleven square miles of Somerville? No, I think just, it. Have you ever been to a holiday parade? I don't think they go everywhere. I think they go around. I haven't seen them. I haven't. Seen <laughs> I think them. they're starting on South Main and coming up to the to the courthouse and making a loop around the courthouse. Okay. And that's it. Okay. But then we're going to eat some chili up here afterwards. Mm, nice. Have a good time. So awesome. Watch football. Ought to be a fun weekend. Oh God, Alabama's got Georgia. Ooh, when is that? Saturday. Saturday. I mean, what time? Um, I, I don't even look. I'm dreading it. Probably an evening. Yeah, game. I would think so. I'm not looking mm. forward to that. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. You think they got it in them? No. Mm, Georgia's good. Georgia is good. Georgia's good. The only thing that makes me feel good is Georgia beat Auburn by seven at one point in time of the year, but that was also like what week pretty early, like in between week one and week five. Like it was pretty yeah. early in the season. Well, it'll be a good game nonetheless. And, you know, much like duck hunting, I'm not here just for the numbers, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's about the quality, quality of the time that we yeah. try. So, I mean, the, the people that are the Alabama Georgia game will be, a, it'll be a great sporting event to watch yeah maybe maybe it'll end up like the auburn game we can pull it out at the last oh, if it does i'm gonna lose my mind yeah sheesh yeah i was driving down i-40 whenever they threw that hail mary mm-hmm. gee yeah, i mean I chalked, unbelievable i chalked it up about two minutes before the game and went and started cleaning the garage out and my favorite thing about that game and we'll end on this notice did y'all see what Saban said after the game they're like they put the coat they put the microphone for oh what do you have to say coach about that last play and he's like well i'll be honest with you we practice that oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. we need to get get better (laughs) all right good game coach (laughs) that's the most saving-esque thing it's like all right guys fourth and 31 gonna need to throw it to the back left corner of the end zone (laughs) roll tide about an inch to spare and nobody in the country can call his bluff on it because no no (laughs) yeah he did it. Who's going to tell Nick Saban he's a liar? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. So, well, all right. Yeah. What do you think, Gert? Wrap it up here. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say God bless America or God bless? I thought he said God bless America. No, God bless America. I'm pretty sure he said God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said God too. Oh, oh, oh to me. Say God bless America. Yeah. Let's let's got a God. God got to bless America. How about that? We'll throw it all in there. <laughs> well, thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Rolling Thunder podcast. We will catch you on the next one. See you. Peace. Hey, y'all, this is Spence and Frawley, and just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast. We really, really enjoy producing this podcast and would be really grateful if wherever you get your podcasts, if you would subscribe to the Rolling Thunder podcast and give us a five-star rating. 
somehow, apparently, out there in internet, la-la, media land, <laughs> that helps our podcast to be found by other people like you. So we just want you to know we appreciate you listening, and we'd like to ask you to subscribe and give us a five-star review and keep on listening. And unfortunately, recording podcasts don't pay the bills, so we just do this for fun and for y'all, and we want it to grow as bad as y'all want it to grow. So we could really use your help in doing that. Share it with a friend. Yes, right. We appreciate y'all stopping by again. Thanks for listening.